Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm China. Today is the sixth day of February. Welcome. So great to be here with you today. Today, uh, the, so the team, uh, and when I say the team, I guess I'll, I'll specify who I'm, who I'm talking about. So my mom, my dad, Ezekiel, and my brother Christian are out in Israel. They have made it safely. They are jet lagged, but happy to be back in the Holy Land. And so I kind of announced this at the end of the podcast yesterday, but I'll go ahead and say it over here uh, just in case you missed it. So I am not in Israel. I did, I did not include myself in the team. I'm back here in Tennessee. Um, and so what's going to happen is we're going to keep the reading schedule the same. So I'll read this week and my mom will read next week. So if you want to hear about the pilgrimage, the journey, the Israel trip. Um, so after I really like, okay, so you read, we have a little bit of commentary, then there's prayer. From there, I will just remind you, hey, stay tuned and listen to uh, what my mom has to say, like for if you want to follow along with the trip, which I highly recommend, whether it's your first time listening with uh, people or my dad's team being over in Israel or this is like your not first time. Um, it just paints such a pretty picture and to hear about the places that we have read about, that we will read about and um, just kind of close your eyes and try to picture it. But anyways, so she's going to be taking you along that journey. So I highly encourage you to listen to that. So at the end of my reading this week, I'll just say, okay, here's where mom picks up. So, um, and you can listen to that. And then next week she'll be reading and have that um, trips, uh, the pilgrimage updates and, and sharing with you where she's at and what she's seeing. So like I said, super encourage you to listen to that. So today we continue on in the book of Exodus with chapters 22 through 24, continuing on in the Evangelical Heritage Version. If a man steals an ox or a sheep and butchers it or sells it, he shall pay five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep. If a thief is caught breaking in and is struck so that he dies, the one who kills him shall not be guilty of bloodshed. But if this takes place after sunrise, the one who kills him shall be guilty of bloodshed. A thief shall make restitution. If he has nothing, then he shall be sold for his theft. If the stolen animal found in his possession is alive, whether it is an ox, donkey, or sheep, he shall repay double. If a man is grazing livestock in a field or a vineyard, and he lets his animals run loose and they graze in another man's field, he shall make restitution from his own field on the basis of the produce that was eaten. But if they have grazed over the whole field, he shall make restitution from the best of his own field and from the best of his own vineyard. If a fire gets out of control and spreads through the thorn bushes so that someone else's shocks of grain, standing grain, or field grain are consumed, the one who lit the fire must certainly take restitution. If a man entrusts money or other items to his neighbor for safekeeping and they are stolen out of that man's house, if the thief is found, he shall repay double. If the thief is not found, then the owner of the house shall appear before the judges to find out whether he has laid his hands on his neighbor's goods. In every such offense, whether it involves an ox, a donkey, a sheep, clothing, 
or any other kind of lost property about which someone claims, this is mine. The claims of both parties shall be presented before the judges. Whichever party the judges find guilty shall repay double to his neighbor. If a man entrusts a donkey, an ox, a sheep, or any animal to his neighbor for safekeeping, and it dies or is injured or is driven off, and no one sees what happened, to settle the matter between them, the man who received the property must make an oath to the Lord that he has not laid his hands on his neighbor's goods. Its owner must accept the oath, and the man who received the property shall not be required to make restitution. But if, in fact, it was stolen while in his custody, he shall make restitution to its owner. If it was torn in pieces by animals, let him bring it for evidence. He is not required to make good that which was torn. If a man borrows anything from his neighbor and it is injured or dies while its owner is not with it, the borrower must certainly make restitution. If its owner is with it, the borrower will not be required to make restitution. If it was rented, the rent covers the loss. If a man seduces a virgin who is not pledged in marriage and lies down with her, he must pay a bride price for her to be his wife. If her father flatly refuses to give her to him, the offender must still weigh out silver equivalent to the bride price for virgins. You shall not allow a sorceress to live. Whoever lies down with an animal shall certainly be put to death. Whoever sacrifices to any god except to the Lord alone shall be devoted to destruction. You shall not wrong a resident alien or oppress him, for you were aliens in the land of Egypt. You shall not take advantage of any widow or fatherless child. If you take advantage of them in any way, and they make even the faintest cry to me, I will surely hear their cry, and my anger will burn, and I will kill you with the sword, and your wives will be widows, and your children fatherless. If you lend money to anyone among my people who is poor, you must not act like a money lender. You must not charge him interest. If you take your neighbor's outer garment as collateral, you must restore it to him before the sun goes down, for his garment is the only cover he has for his skin. What would he sleep in? Be assured that when he cries to me, I will hear, for I am gracious. You must not malign the judges, nor curse the ruler of your people. You shall not delay bringing offerings from your abundant harvest and from your overflowing wine vats. You shall present the firstborn of your sons to me. You shall do the same with your cattle and with your sheep. For seven days a newborn animal shall be with its mother, and on the eighth day you shall present it to me. You are to be men set apart as holy for me, so you shall not eat any flesh that is torn by wild animals. You shall cast it to the dogs. You shall not spread a false report. Do not join hands with the wicked to be a malicious witness. You shall not follow a crowd to do evil. Do not go along with the crowd by testifying in court to pervert justice. You shall not show favoritism to a poor man in his lawsuit. If you come upon your enemy's ox or his donkey going astray, you certainly must bring it back to him again. For if you see that the donkey of someone who hates you has fallen down under its load, do not pass him by. You certainly must help him with it. You shall not deny justice to the poor people among you in their lawsuits. Keep your distance from a false charge. Do not put those who are innocent and those who are righteous to death. 
for I will not acquit the wicked. You shall not accept a bribe, for a bribe blinds those who have sight and distorts the words of the righteous. You shall not oppress a resident alien, for you know how it feels to be an alien, because you were aliens in the land of Egypt. For six years you shall sow your land and gather in its produce. But during the seventh year you are to let it rest and lie fallow, so that the needy among your people may eat, and the animals in the fields can eat what they leave. You are to deal with your vineyard and with your olive grove in the same way. Six days you shall do your work, and on the seventh day you shall rest, so that your ox and your donkey will have rest, and so that the son of your female servant and the resident alien will be refreshed. Be careful to do all the things that I have said to you. Do not mention the name of other gods. Do not let their names come out of your mouth. Three times a year you shall observe pilgrimage festivals for me. You shall observe the festival of unleavened bread. For seven days you shall eat bread without yeast, as I commanded you at the appointed time in the month of Abib. For during that month you came out of Egypt. No one is, is to appear before me empty-handed. Next, observe the festival of reaping by presenting the first ripe produce of your labors, which you sow in the field. Finally, observe the festival of ingathering at the end of the year, when you pick the fruits of your labors from the field. Three times a year, all your meals shall appear before the Lord God. You shall not offer any bread made with yeast with the blood of my sacrifices. None of the fat from my festival shall remain until morning. The very first produce from your soil you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. You shall not boil a baby goat in its mother's milk. Look, I will send an angel before you to guard you on your way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared. Pay attention to him. Listen to his voice. Do not provoke him, because he will not pardon your disobedience. For my name is in him. But if you carefully listen to his voice and carry out all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies, an adversary to your adversaries. Yes, my angel shall go off of you and bring you into the territory of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Then I will cut them off. You shall not bow down to their gods. Do not serve them or follow their practices, but you must completely overthrow them and demolish their sacred memorial stones. You shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from your midst. No one will miscarry or be childless in your land. I will grant you the full number of your days. I will send my terror before you, and I will spread confusion among the people to whom you come, and I will make all your enemies turn their backs and flee from you. I will send the hornet ahead of you. I will drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites from your presence. I will not drive them out from you before you in a single year, for the land would become desolate, and the wild animals would become too numerous for you. As you advance, I will drive them out little by little, until you have grown in number and taken possession of the land. I will establish your border from the Red Sea all the way to the Mediterranean Sea, and from the wilderness to the river. So I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand, and you will drive them out before you. You shall not make a treaty with them or with their gods. They are not to dwell in your land, or they will make you they will make you sin against me. Because if you serve their gods, this will surely be a trap for you. Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, 
you and Aaron, along with Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and worship me from a distance. Only Moses is allowed to come near the Lord, but the others are not to come near, and the people are not to go up with them. Moses came and reported to the people all the words of the Lord and all the ordinances. Then all the people answered with one voice and said, All the words which the Lord has spoken we will do. Moses wrote down all the words of the Lord. He got up early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain. He set up twelve memorial stones for the twelve tribes of Israel. He sent young Israelite men who offered whole burnt offerings and sacrificed fellowship offerings of cattle to the Lord. Moses took half of the blood and put it in bowls, and he splashed half of the blood on the altar. He took the book of the covenant and read it out loud to the people, and they said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do, we will obey. Moses took the blood and splashed it on the people. He said, Look, here is the blood of the covenant, which the Lord made with you by means of all these words. Then Moses, Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel went up. They saw the God of Israel. Under his feet they saw what looked like a pavement of sapphire, as clear as the sky. The Lord did not lay his hand on the dignitaries of the people of Israel. They gazed at God, and they ate and they drank. The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain. Wait there, and I will give you the stone tablets with the law and the commands that I have written, so that you can teach them. Moses set out with his assistant Joshua and went up to the mountain of God. He said to the elders, Wait here for us until we come back to you. Look, here are Aaron and Hur. They will be with you. Whoever is involved in a dispute can go to them. Moses went up to the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered the mountain for six days. On the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses out of the middle of the cloud. The appearance of the glory of the Lord looked like a devouring fire on top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. Moses entered into the middle of the cloud and climbed up the mountain. Moses was on the mountain forty days and forty nights. So here we have an entire scripture reading of laws. Laws about property, laws about morals and society, um, then we have laws about Sabbaths, laws about festivals, and um, then the angel of the Lord will lead Israel. The covenant is ratified. They accept it. There is, <laughs> I was thinking about this. I was like, man, okay. And outside of, of and again, like right now, it's not Christianity, but outside of what we know and call Christianity, and I don't know that we still do this today, but I, I, I understand it's a tribal thing. It's a covenant seal. But if, if we as a people were to hear that people were making covenants and sealing it with blood, we would like run and call it demonic and be like, oh my gosh, here's my new conspiracy theory or like whatever, you know, like there's so many things that um, outside of context makes it look like, oh, okay, this is pretty iffy, kind of weird, but have to remember a very different time, very different culture. And this was a... Um, a covenant between God and his people. And so everything seems pretty harmonious, right? Like they accept it. There is this um, receiving. 
the Lord is really establishing who he is and saying like, you can trust me. This is what I'm going to do. If you are faithful to me, I'm faithful to you. And this is like, uh, when I was reading it, I was like, man, this feels like a love song almost. Like you are faithful to me. This is all that I will do for you. And there's a lot like God is coming like 90% and it feels like the Israelites are, are really only being asked to come 10%, but I know that's not the truth. That's just kind of what it seems like. There's a lot of benefit from the Israelites side, but God is really just asking, hey, like, I want you to be faithful and I want you to love me and I want you to keep my commands. That's what I'm asking for you in return. And here is who I am and this is who I will be to you. And so, like I said, everything seems harmonious. Uh, the Lord tells Moses, come come see me on the mountain. And Moses is like, great, coming. Uh, here's two of my people. If you have any disputes, they're my they're my two number two and number three. So like, you're good. You're in good hands. I will be back. And so he's gone for 40 days. And so 40 days, as we all know, is a little over a month. A month and like 10, nine days, depending. Well, I'm, I don't know if their months were the same as ours, but... Uh, in, in our understanding, a little over a month. So f to your leader to be, okay, we just set all these laws. Moses is going to go up and there's going to be laws inscribed on these two tablets. Okay. Um, okay, we just made this agreement with God with this covenant. We had blood splashed all over us. And now we have Moses' second and third man in command as who we're dealing with in disputes. And here's where things are going to get a little dicey. Now, if you know what comes tomorrow, then you already know what happens. But I like to try to stay present as much as I can in what we've read today. But man, I'm like, this is a beautiful covenant. This is a beautiful agreement that the Lord has extended. It feels so gracious. It feels so covering, so protective, so fatherly, so Lord, lording, if that's a word, uh, over his people. And he's like, okay, great. It's like, this is a terrible analogy, but it, it just popped into my head. It's like, okay, we just negotiated about this uh, like car price or this house price. Okay, I'm going to go to the back. I'm going to go get my papers. And it's going to take me a second. And then only to come back and see that uh, the agreement is they've left and they're not buying that car anymore <laughs> after it took you all this time. Again, terrible analogy, but it just popped into my head. thought it would be worth sharing. Anyways, so... That's what we have read today, and wow, I'm eager, but also saddened to read what comes tomorrow. So Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that we see who you are from very early on in your word. We see that in the beginning there was you, and what a concept to wrap our minds around. And it was you and nothing else, and it was you who spoke all these things into existence. And now we're all the way here. In Exodus, reading about laws that were necessary to put in place, that you said, this is fit, this is good, this is important, this will keep you on the right track, and I want you to keep them, I want you to follow them, and I want you to trust me, and I want you to love me. And Lord, I'm sorry that we still, even in our own days now, we still drop the ball, we still choose things that are not of you and we are turning away and we're forgetting and we become restless we don't want to wait on you we don't want to trust we don't want to 
hope in you. We, we want it to be in our own strength. And so, Lord, I pray that we'd be a people who humbly repent before you and that we would turn away from our selfishness and our wicked desires and that we would trust you. And God, I just pray that you would expand our faith, expand our trust in you. And I don't know that that necessarily means our levels internally get growth um, or get grown overnight, but that typically it means situations will appear and we will have a choice to make them. And so if that's what happens, Lord, I pray that we would choose you and that we would choose what's maybe a little bit more hard and maybe a little bit more conscious of a choice but i thank you that you are the good and right choice always and forever and so i thank you for your word that is realigning our hearts today and it's in your name we pray amen so this is where i'm going to leave you and uh, i encourage you to listen along uh like i said the team is there in israel and i'm sure they will be very jet lagged, very tired. So, um, but I'm excited. I wish that I was there for sure. Just needed to uh, take this year off. Um, again, not sure what a jet lagged t- a toddler would would be like, and uh, and and still working. So, anyways, this is where I leave you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Good morning, DFC family. This is Lady of Victory on. Tuesday, the 31st of January um, in the AM. This message is for Pam, who called in for her son, Scott, who has to have um, surgery because he's on the spectrum and something is going on in his uh, body. Uh, Pam, I just wanted to to pray for you. Because I understand the heart of a mother and her son. And I'm not apologizing for my tears because today is one of those days where it's just a little heavy for me. And so I just, instead of going inward, I decided to go outward. And when I heard this, um, my heart was prompted to um, call call and pray for you and the upcoming surgery and so God we thank you we honor you because we can come to you with our cares and concerns and we can come just like we are God we don't have to be pretentious we don't have to act like we have it all together we don't have to act like we're stronger than we are God we can just come to you broken battered and not feel ashamed and not feel judged and so God I bring Kim and Scott before the throne of grace God, she is hurting and she's trying to be as strong as she can, God. And I ask, Father, that you would take the broken pieces of where she is right now, God, and go before her, go before Scott. God, be with them as they, uh, the doctors are caring for her son. And I ask, Father, that she will be whatever it is she needs to be at the foot of the cross, God, because you understand. Do it for your glory. Dearest Papa, this morning we're bringing you, Pam, from Utah, and her son, Scott. Scott has a variety of issues from Marfan syndrome to being on the spectrum to needing heart surgery. This is a lot, and he doesn't entirely understand what the heart surgery is about. Please give him comfort as he goes forward with the heart surgery. Please give Pam strength and the wisdom to know 
um, had to be there for her son. I know she's been a mom for 34 years. I've been a mom for 34 years. Uh, but you never um, totally know exactly. It's, it's a learning process as you go. So please be with Pam and give her the wisdom and the strength to be there for Scott and to best comfort him in this situation. Please heal his heart and make the recovery process from the surgery as minimal as possible and so that you can get back to his life, Lord. And please, please heal the Marfan syndrome. I, it's a difficult disorder and the being on the spectrum itself is not is not the end of the world, but please help him to cope with the world. We thank you so much, dearest Papa. We love you so much. You're, you are outrageously faithful, and we bless you and we love you. Pam, this is your friend Adrian from Maryland. It's Mighty Tortoise. Hey, DABC family, this is Alaska Mom. Um, I finally got at least one uh, prayer request submitted to DAB, and uh, so I just want to update on my husband. Uh, we really need prayers to get his Medicare Part B um, in completed. Uh, we've been working on that since September and still have not gotten it um, done. But uh, uh, he did have some neurology appointments that we were trying for in November. Finally had a couple in January and uh, still really don't know what's going on. Um, don't know if we should go for the surgery or not. Um, still looking for a second opinion. So we could use prayers for both the Medicare Part B and for more help in getting appointments. Um, Anyway, uh, now that hopefully I've got this fixed and working, I can call in more often and uh, just voice some of the prayers that, that I pray and encouragements uh, that I think of as I listen to the other prayer requests. Anyway, uh, thanks and love y'all. Have a blessed day. Good morning, DABC Prayer Warriors. This is Andy from Delaware. I wanted to take this opportunity to say how thankful I am for this community of believers that come alongside of God's people to pray for them. It certainly increases my faith each and every day that I listen to the prayers and the praise reports. So today, I'm asking for prayer for a miracle that is already in the making. My daughter was granted a physician assistant grad school interview on February 6th. We will be traveling seven hours north Please pray for her to find favor with God and with man and for God to give her peace on her mind, peace on her will and her emotions. And also for good weather for us and traveling mercies as we road trip north because we're not used to snow. Thanks so much. Much love to you all.